All right, guys, so this is our second UFC video put out. Last week, well, we got our first one out there. It was a lot of work, a lot of ex learning experience, but how'd you feel about it, Siraj? We're really happy to be organized and ready to go a couple days earlier. To be honest with you, since you recorded that last one, I've been really excited about getting this one done. It's been yeah, just, just looking forward to this one now. <laughs> so. Yeah, like we just have such good, you know, time to like get picked. So how'd you think about that card, uh, UFC 253? I mean, from a betting perspective, I'm glad we pounded Adesanya. I, we knew that was the route to go, and I'm glad it went that way. Could you imagine going the opposite way? Could, like, I just couldn't. Oh, my God. And I mean, there's a lot of people that did. Go against that gut instinct. Yeah, yeah go like, I, just, I don't understand. Instinct. Like, it's just for me, I just, I'm so happy he won. And as a fighter, like even- Dominated, like, dominated. Like, remember I told you to watch his post-fight press conference. Like, this is a guy, let alone from the fighting, this is a champion that I want to see succeed. I want to see him carry this sport. This is a guy that I want yeah. representing a sport I've loved for almost like, yeah. you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Like, I just, I'm really excited about that part of it. So I, I'm pretty pumped. To just see that. And it was so interesting as, you know, like a casual fan mm -hmm. to see like his tactics throughout there. Like, dude, Costa's leg looked like it had gangrene on it. You know? I know. <laughs> I know. I like know. my parents are watching and they're like, oh, did he go for cupping? And I'm like, no. These are constant kicks that are making this guy's leg look like he has gangrene, you know? Yeah, it, 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 he, he did really well in terms of tactics and stuff like that. And he, to be honest, Costa had, no, Costa had no answer. Like, he had no answer. Even if he was trying to save energy in the first round, like he had to go crazy in the second. And obviously, he had no, no response for anything Adesanya had. Adesanya was 20 steps ahead, and frankly, we saw the result of that. Yeah, and he honestly, he didn't start protecting his leg until like midway through the second round, at which point you've opened yourself up to like headshots, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, to be honest, he had no offense. So his entire game is to push ahead and he just couldn't do it because Adesanya yeah, yeah. was always a step ahead in terms of footwork so and everything. long, man. Mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the footwork. I think if you even consider the way you have to step into your punches, like Adesanya was like legitimately a few steps ahead of him. So he was not yeah. gonna get cracked. He never was. It, he was gonna get more tired as the fight went on. It was just, it looked, like he had zero chance and you know hype, hype does a lot of things to fight that's what made yeah. that so good as overall it was it was a great card it was very enjoyable i i loved it 100 so. uh, i loved it too i mean it, to be honest our canadian the, boy came through hakim Dawudu. <laughs> don't forget you got to talk to my boy about going to a hockey game yeah I'm, I'm waiting man where's my flames game at? yeah like let's send him this clip right now we'll send him the previous one we'll send him this we'll keep bombarding him like hey yeah, till, just... till you guys get to go to a flames game next season we're gonna keep bombarding hakim Dawudu. even if he's not fighting let's just keep bombarding him and see what happens. Funny story, uh, you can cut this out after if you want, but Sadik downstairs uh, went to high school with him. No way! Yeah. He, he, he was like, oh, I watched your video yesterday. Yo, Hakeem's my boy. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yo, I, I went to school with him. We actually hung out, like, not too long ago. I'm like, what? I, yeah, okay, so we need to so get crazy. this. This, 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 this <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get that out there for sure. Uh, so looking ahead, I mean, this next card, for amount of work that we've put into it already, I think that's what makes it exciting for us. You know what I mean? Yeah, so this is UFC Fight Night coming up this Saturday. It's in Abu Dhabi again, right? Yeah, Fight Island. Cool, cool. So, I mean, let's just jump into it. 100%. We got this. We got our boy uh, Super Mario's brother Luigi here mm -hmm. fighting Jessen. Uh, Luigi's the boy, right, that we bet last time? No, right? no, no. We so, what happened was we bet on this guy, Iluzu Zaleski. So this yes. guy was also fighting on Fight Island against a guy by the name of Muslim Salikov. Now, if you watch this fight, anybody, I dare you to go watch this fight and come back and tell me that our boy Zaleski didn't win this fight. 
Now, to be honest with you, where'd we go who, wrong? Where'd we go wrong? Let, let's be honest. Who bets on? Who bets against a guy named Muslim in Abu Dhabi? In Abu Dhabi. I mean, leave it to a Hindu and a Muslim guy to make kind of a decision like that, and you know, to the victor should, goes the spoils. And Abu Dhabi Vegas just took it all. We needed to read between the lines on that one. That 100%. was just punting away money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I can't even believe that. I felt like I needed to, you know, even ask for forgiveness for myself. I just like, for the <laughs> dumbness, just the sheer dumbness. And in any case. So how are you feeling about this one? Well, to be honest, I, I like Ayari through and through. Justin Ayari, I've seen him fight. Um, you know, it's been a while. He's one and two in the UFC. Uh, Stevie Ray until via decision. Those are big, big, big fights for him. Uh, he moved to lightweight against Ray, and I think to have the time to just get used to a newer weight class and get your uh, kind of ducks in a row for that, because to be honest, 170 mm-hmm. to 155 is kind of a huge jump from a speed perspective. He's got that, that's fight. what I was going to ask you, even when I was kind of looking up the fight, is that mm-hmm. why is Luigi so much heavier than this man? Well, and I that's because he's moving up classes. Well, t- to be honest with you, it's it's kind of the other way around because this is this is currently scheduled as a uh, 155 fight, which means they're both going to have to come in and weigh in at, at 155 for lightweight. Oh, okay. So regardless, yeah, I of, saw Luigi's weight at 170, and that's well, that's because like what you're probably looking at is like a topology set or something like that. It's going to have like the normal weight that these guys might fight at. But if the UFC sense. is going to call them up, be like, hey, I need a I need a lightweight fight or I need a lightweight fighter to come in and, you know, step into this fight, or are you willing to take on this guy at this weight? You know, it's either planned or it's, mm-hmm. la- it's short notice. So in this case, I feel like Justin got, um, you know, a fight that he can probably handle because he did this handle, thing, yeah. right? Like he's been at welterweight before. And so mm-hmm. I'm quite excited to see what he's able to do uh, in terms of just stepping back in there and getting his feet wet. Because, you know, like I said, fought tough, top guys, but just hasn't been in there in a while. And so, what kind of odds are you looking for here? Oof. To be honest with you, if Justin Ayari isn't between minus 200 and minus 300, I'd be a little surprised here, if not higher. Yo, bro, he's the underdog. No way. He's the underdog. No way. Yeah. It's pretty much a pick, but yeah, minus 105. Okay, so again, I'm going to have to look into that further. From what I've already looked at, I think that's a pick for us. I'm quite excited about that because based on my notes that I sent you, I don't think we see a reason not to take this, but uh, I think Luigi Venderamini is is probably going to lose this fight. Lose, yeah. Like, let's see, though. You know, stay tuned for that one. We'll get it posted as soon (laughs) as we lock it in. Let's move on to the next one. We got uh, Case Keenum here versus uh, the Mongolian Knight. Yeah, so after stepping away from football, just kidding, Casey Kenny. I'm actually a big fan. This idiot (laughs) is a casual. You know how they go. Uh, So I like Casey Kenny. He's been been around, way more experienced. Uh, He fought Merrick Delici, if you remember him, from uh, the Ray Longo camp. We actually saw him fight uh, in the apex and to be honest with you he looks phenomenal so when you tell mm-hmm. me that that's his, his only ufc loss and he's beaten guys like ray borg and also brandon roybal if you remember brandon roybal is the guy that just oh, beat my son up. Yeah, man yeah. the mall caught beat up your son man yeah my son got beat up but you know what he he's still one of my he's still one of my you know soft corner guys kai kara friends mucho love yeah i get better <laughs> my cute little boy he's been looking at kicks all over uh vegas before he dips back home Back at the gym, performance center. You know, these guys are already training again. There's a clip of him. Have you seen that clip of Israel and his team? No. 
Yeah, they're they're already training, and Kevin Lee's like in wow. the uh, in the sauna, like not the sauna, but like the whirlpool area with them. Yeah. He's like, oh my god, these guys, like Adesanya, already back, like sitting in the real bar, you know, sitting in bar. Wow. Yeah, it's so That's good. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I hope other guys can feed off of that, but again, fighters are fighters. So you know, big ups to Brandon Royval for for taking that um, fight and proving that this guy deserves to be in the top ten for that weight class. Yeah. I don't have many contenders. He's very unique for that for that weight class, and I think that's why he got the best of Tamelian because he gave a bit of his own his own medicine, and, and I and I really like him actually moving forward. So we're gonna keep mm-hmm. an eye for him, you know. And so, how are you feeling about this one? I think without question, Case Kenny has to be a massive favorite here. Let's say minus 400, without question. It, it's close, minus 300. Cool. Let's let's move on. I mean, if we find a bit that we like in there, look out for, for the pick. But at the same time, uh, those are things where you want to find value. You know, I do believe he's going to win this fight without question. Now, if I can get a good parlay with Casey uh, Kenny at, at minus 200, then I'll probably take that. But right now, we're going to have to revisit that and, and see what we can get. Maybe we can get in the minus 200s as, as the fight moves on. But yeah. I don't know if Alatang is going to get that much action. <laughs> yeah, so what do we got up next here? So we got a women's strawweight fight. So we know how you feel about the women's fights. And frankly, we know why he feels that way based on how, based on how the last female fight <laughs> went for us. But moving on. So this fight, we got Loma Luke Bunmi versus Jin Yu Frey. What? Yes, yes. Let, let's hear you say that name. Uh, uh, look behind me. Loma Luke Bunmi. Loma Lukbunmi. There you go. So her name, actual name is Konkyak Sufisara, but she changed her name to that. So it is, is it is more of a given name by herself. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and so she's smaller, she's younger, she's faster. We've actually seen Jin Frey fight. Uh, if you if you really want to analyze her as a fighter, she's kind of that like over the hill, previous champion at a lower, you know, journeyman type of type of fighter. And okay. to be honest, like she's the kind of girl that I'm really happy is getting the opportunity to fight in the UFC right now. We saw her lose to a really highly touted prospect in Kay mm-hmm. Hansen, who's a, who's a great wrestler and ended up getting the third round armbar. Uh, so she lost by submission in the last fight. To be honest, she, she can she can last, but I think that it works in our favor in this fight because to be honest, I think our girl Loma is just going to absolutely maul her. And she has the technical skill to maul and avoid at the same time. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked to see if, if um, Frey's uh, striking really comes into play here because I think it's just going to be one of those like pressured situations for on a regular basis, and so yeah. we'll be able to handle it. Now, will sh- the finish happen? Things like that, we're not really sure. Like, let's look sure, at more tape yeah. and can look at maybe some of the uh, weigh-in highlights and stuff like that, face-offs. Just see maybe if we can really pinpoint something. But to take uh, Loma maybe on points just seems like a really good bet here. Uh, I'm going to see finishing ability to be honest, but at the end of the day. Uh, from an odds perspective, I'm really hoping we get good odds on her because I would love to take her straight up. I would absolutely love it. So two things. First thing I noticed, there's a lot of good-looking girls on this card, man. Uh, so I'm going to tell you right now, uh, Jin Frey, is that that's the one you're talking about, right? Obviously. And it's because you looked at her topology picture, correct? Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, can you just do me a quick Google image search for me? Just do a quick Google image search for me. <laughs> Don't take too long. Just do a quick Google. And I'm not being mean. I, I am not saying anything mean at all. But like at the end of the day, lighting, makeup, and photography and Photoshop can do a lot of things. And I just want to get your live, you know. Come on. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, it can be very misleading in terms of what a person looks like. And I remember her from her last. This is online dating to its finest. Yeah, yeah. This this could be an MTV Catfish episode, no doubt. But I'm trying to keep that opinion. Aside, because frankly, it's about the fighting, and if she wants to catfish, she can catfish. I am. 
I'm just kidding. So, her, 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 her coach is actually her coach. Her coach is actually um, her significant other. So that's jokes aside. So they are together. Uh, please forgive me on that one. Uh, so on. moving on, the odds for this one. Uh, <laughs> you said you were hoping, you know, for some good odds on look behind me. What would make you happy? Just call her Loma. Why you gotta be rude about it? Fucking casuals, bro. Says, says the guy who's catfishing. Get out of here, man. Fucking casuals. Yeah, man, I can be upset that that's her picture on Typology. Like, come on here. Like, I, you're a fighter. Like, I get it. But, you know, at least she had a belt at the time. Like, good for her. For that picture, if that if there was no belt, I would be utterly <laughs> Like, that just to me is uh, not fun at all. But, yeah, Loma, Loma's the pick here. Loma's the pick. They're straight out, man. It's a pick. Let's get it. That's, that's, a, that's a fight we might need to lay on before we see... But it moves... Yeah, because, you know, as we said, you know, based on my conspiracy theories, like, as people get a, a little whiff of these highlight tapes and as the UFC starts, maybe even, I don't know if they'll have the promos for this, you know, prelim fight, but at the end of the day, mm -hmm. people will start betting as they start to get a whiff of the difference in these fighters. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, that's what I mean, right? Like, there's going to be a lot of experience on Frey's side. I just... And there's not a lot of tape on Loma, right? So that's the thing. I, I've watched a couple of her full fights, and she mm -hmm. looks great. And yeah. I, I, based on what I saw with Frey, I think when it comes to second, third round, if if Loma can really keep the pressure up, I just don't see her being able to deal with that kind of a mauling because mm -hmm. Kate Hansen's very much a wrestler, and, and by the third round, she was just having her way with her, and it was it was over by that point. Like, you really can't come out of that. So that's what I mean, right? If you're telling me I can get him at a pick, then I don't have to worry about yeah. finish and stuff like that. And no, there's great that. odds on us taking Yeah, I'll probably out. finish this recording and go place that right now if I'm being honest. <laughs> there we'll, you go. See, we'll see how that goes. The next one we got on the docket is Jordan Williams versus a name that I'm not even going to attempt to say. <laughs> so we're going to go with Nasruddin Imavov. Oh, he's a Nasruddin. Yes, no, he is. These are yeah. on my alley. Yeah, I was going to say, seen, like, based on the Bollywood name. Never seen it spelt name, like that, but. I know, but I, I thought based on a Bollywood name, he would have got it, but you're right. Maybe a couple extra letters than what you're used to, I'd see. <laughs> yep. So yeah. tell me a little bit about this one. So I like Jordan Williams. We saw him fight on the Contender Series. This is the kind of kid that pushes forward. He he kind of has like a rock and sock and vibe to him, but he connects and he's accurate. And, I, and to, mm -hmm. to be honest with you, that's what you know I love because that's what a power puncher takes. I like to see when they throw six punches and at least four of them are going for the chin. That's what we want to see. Of course, he, yeah. His head up, foot movements. Foot movement's pretty good for a guy who fights more of like that zombie style than more technical, you know? And mm -hmm. I think in this fight, it's not a good fight for him. I think Nusserdin has proven to have significant uh, good defense, like defense and defensive striking. Like he's a good counter puncher. Uh, looking at his last fight, I watched it fully. I think he took his time by the first round. You can see that he has a different pace, right? He He's calm. He, he picks his shots really well. So, yeah. And, and to be honest with you, it's like they both have a similar style of pushing forward. But I think in this case, you have to kind of give the... The, the the push to the technical striker because if he's showing signs of good power that can you know 12 of his punches landing over the course of yeah. one round if he's still getting the finish in the first round like that's a big deal to me and you know mm -hmm. the thing with williams is he's going to keep pushing for that he's going to keep going so if he doesn't get it in the first second he's round, likely not gonna yeah yeah he's gonna start punching a little bit tired so he's fought twice in the contender yeah. series and we saw that in the first fight so the first yeah. time he fought in the contender series he basically gassed a bit and just gave up really easy punches in the second third rounds where third round, you know, yeah he, i remember that one yeah, if he just moved out of the way a little bit or like blocked it just a bit like you know yeah. you, use but the you energy just had to, no energy right yeah, yeah like to be honest when you're using all your energy to just punch 
and not really keeping your hands up to yeah. avoid punches, th that's going to show. So if mm -hmm. you're if you're starting to throw and just missing like crazy, and at the end of the day, all you could have really done is keep your hands up and just avoid some of yeah. these punches. Now you've just wasted all your energy. Right? Yeah, because like that's the whole thing, right? It gets hard to keep your hands up, especially if maybe you go through some submissions and stuff like that. It gets really yeah. hard by that point. So nothing against him in that way, but more so from a technical perspective, if this for any reason goes to a second and third round, I can only imagine what Nesuddin will look like compared to Williams. And so that's where I'm thinking, even if these guys don't finish, one of them finishes each other in the first round, we're, we're definitely going to lean the technical striker way. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that logic. I'd much rather go with the dude who can last versus the dude who comes out swinging and mm -hmm. if he doesn't hit, you know, at the end of the day, he's either going to lose in decision or in the third round. He's yeah, like one way I was going to pitch it to you, and I'm pretty sure both of these can be found on YouTube. If you just watch the first round of both of their last fights, you can get a really good gauge of what I'm kind of explaining there. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of obvious. Like, you can see how much Dustin is not sweating. He's not really breathing heavy. He's kind of moving around the cage really well and picking his shots really well. Whereas with Williams, it's like he's so accurate, so it, it doesn't look bad. But at the end, at the end of the day, yeah. if he doesn't get that first round finish, like we've seen what it can look like in the second and third rounds, and that's where it gets sloppy especially defensively so, so what, what, what odds are you hoping for yeah then? so i'm hoping that we can get some nestor than juice here i really am i really really am i really we can we can he, he's a slight underdog a little Beautiful. plus one plus 125 130 action so if i'm being honest with you man i think that's a fight to lay like williams looked really good in his last fight but to be honest there could be hype there right first round knockout looked very confident was yelling at the top of his lungs this is his dream like you know his dream got him his contract he likes to knock people out those are the mm -hmm. people that everyone loves to bet on and of so course. at the end of the day if uh you know a hella foreign name for some people is keeping them away from betting on them and a jordan williams jumps out of them we'll take that value all we'll day take, yeah yeah by all means feed it to me there you go next up is our canadian boy who do we got here sir charles jordan versus right. josh Culibo, who's actually from the australian fighting scene He's coming in after getting knocked out by Jalen Turner. We watched Jalen Turner fight fairly recently. He looked a little slow for the division. He's a technical striker, but doesn't pack a huge power punch, but he can definitely knock people up. And but that's what makes me kind of lean against Josh Klebo a little bit. And to be honest, Charles Jolday, we watched him fight. We saw him fight Andre Feely. We oh, bet yeah. on him. To be honest, Feely's a lot, he's getting a lot better. Uh, I'm noticing his technical striking get significantly taking a lot less shots i was actually very impressed in that fight by both fighters and so for him to take that loss is by no means a blemish on his record and i think for him to be already fighting guys like that so early in his ufc career tells me that that's a guy that i'm, I'm really excited to keep an eye on i'm um, like his last three fights were death screen duho Choi, and andre feely like come on now this guy beat duho Choi. that was mm -hmm. one of the highest touted prospects out of Korea in the longest time. And, oof, I was hoping that he would do a lot better, but you know what? Like, let's just see where his career goes now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, question I have for you is, how, how do you vision this fight going, ending, that kind of stuff? Because it seems like you very much like it, and obviously towards our Canadian boy here. Yeah, so, so, so for me, we know that uh, Josh can get knocked out, to be honest with you. We've seen that. Mm -hmm. We know that he can. The only thing that scares me, Charles uh, Jordan, is that when, you, when you're that good of a technical striker and you can land really easily, to be mm -hmm. honest, you get into this mode of just, like, peppering your opponent. And that looks beautiful, but at the end of the day, are you landing me a finish? Maybe not. To, so, to knock, yeah. Yeah, so to be honest with you, if I'm getting significant juice on him winning on points, I'm probably sprinkling that given what I might get him as a win. To be honest with you though, if I look at this card and this is not me trying to, uh, you know, really show any 
bias whatsoever, but I would say he's in the top three biggest favorites in, on the card. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. Top 30? Top three. Uh, favorites, oh. Top three favorites on this like, card. Yo, we don't even have 30 fights to choose from. Yeah, yeah. But yes, I, I believe he's the biggest favorite I've seen. So okay. that's why I'm wondering, okay. A, we can look at parlaying him with Case Kenny, mm -hmm. Casey Kenny. Right? Mm -hmm. Favorites get some good odds on there. Or right. we can look at a finisher decision. There's great odds on the decision. It's plus 210 on the decision, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Like, those are the kind of numbers I want to see. Can you just tell me what the finish is quickly? Do you have that up? Yeah, it's uh, minus 120. Uh, for Charles Jr. to knock him out? Yeah, for our boy. Uh, Interesting. Interesting. You know what? Like, I think we, I think we just lay off that if we want to parlay the straight up win shirt. But I think we're just gonna sprinkle the, sprinkle the uh, points. To be honest with you, I we'll think so take, too. Right? The decision. Yeah, we'll take a look at Josh yeah. and see how he fights regularly. But to be honest with you, the way that's the Jordan, one that stands out. Yeah. Yeah, the way Jordan fights, like if he's not, if he's not getting, if he's not knocking out in the first round, if he's not finishing at that point. It's going to take a lot. If you can take a punch for three rounds, then I'm happy to take the points. And so mm -hmm. for us, like even looking into fights prior to Jalen Turner, seeing how well Josh looks in the second and third rounds, yeah, he's the kind of guy that can like get out from being on the ground, you know, out of his guard. If he can stand up, yeah, completely, despite give him a chance to tired. finish. Yeah. Exactly. Like we just need him to be able to last three rounds with him. And so mm -hmm. that's something we're gonna have to look into. So we'll re we'll revisit that in our Friday show when we kind of touch base after the weigh-ins and and then the face-offs and stuff like that, and just see where we land with all these like other picks that are kind of like wishy-washy for us right now yeah for sure so this next fight i'm gonna let you have the floor because i know how much you love this man but it's uh mr carlos condit okay so carlos condit is fighting court mcgee now if for any diehard uh you know carlos condit fan this is a tough fight because if court mcgee is like let me let me break this down for you son as much as i love carlos condit with all of my heart I think a year's worth of wrestling gives me a chance to at least try and take this man down. I'm not yeah. saying I'm beating this man, but I might be able to take him down because that's what we're seeing. In terms of a game plan to go in and beat Carlos Condit, it is a proven fact that knowing your wrestling and getting in there and making him work to get back to his feet is the only way to do it. He has mm -hmm. pretty good offense in terms of elbows and stuff like that, but he's not going for takedowns himself ever. And yeah. so, like, he really is just trying to pepper you with technical striking for a long time. And so anytime you get someone who thinks they can knock out Carlos Condit is then where you take some juice. You know, yeah. in our favor, Court McGee in his last fight really, really went into the fight thinking that he's going to be able to outstrike this kid and lost. So, like you said, this guy's a vet. He's been around for time. How, what do you think the motivation will be in this fight? To be honest, he hasn't fought for a long time. So the way I thought about it is, like, even if it was for a paycheck... I mean, he could be trying to rectify a bit of that record, but if you look at his record right now, to be honest, of those, what, I think I want to say 13 losses. Am I might accurate with that? 13 yeah, losses. 30, of, yeah. of, the, of those 13 losses, to be honest, most of them are fairly recently against recently, some yeah. top fighters. And okay. so at the end of the day, uh, for him, like I said, is he at a point where he's going to remaster his wrestling skills? Definitely not. And so all we can really hope for from a fan's perspective is that Court McGee is trying to, you know, stand up and knock him out. And Carlos Condit will welcome that battle at any point. So to be honest with you, if I notice that Court McGee is not willing to wrestle this man, I'm live betting Carlos Condit heavily because I do not believe Court McGee has what it takes to out technically strike. strike. 
uh, Carlos Condit. There's zero chance of that happening. Uh, I'd probably retire from doing this if, if that. If, if, if Court McGee is able to beat him on striking points, I would honestly tell you right now. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could not I could not see that even even at the age even with those losses like go through that list Robbie Lawler Damian Maya Neil Bagby Alex Oliveira Michael Chiesa some of the best fighters in the world I I can't put any any money against them in terms of striking but like I said that's a live bet if anything and so where do you think the odds land here well like I kind of even made that joke to you right like this guy's an absolute legend so you brought up like his motivation to fight like this guy's basically made 100k per fight for the last 10 years so, like, to be honest, <laughs> when you're making that kind of paper for fight and you're like, hey, Dana, you know, it's kind of running out. My kids are getting older. Like, throw me in there. Throws him in there against Court McGee. So, chance to win 100%. But if this guy wants to wrestle, let's see what Carlos Ponda brings to the table. It's pretty yeah. much a pickle. And, and I can see that, right? Because I kind of gave you the basis of what where the argument would come from for both. Yeah. I actually love that approach, right? Like, let's let's test the waters. If this game, if this goes to the ground right away, we know which side to leave. Exactly. The next one we got up is uh, Booker T versus Dusko. Dusko. <laughs> Dusko Todorovic. And so Booker T, also known as Daquan Townsend, is... <laughs> is an older journeyman fighter he's he's not that he's not done that well in the ufc as you can tell probably by my notes i'm not very interested in this fight from a betting perspective or a watching perspective i like the idea of a younger fighter like dusko trying to come in and, and maybe make a name for himself in terms mm -hmm. of like finishes and things like that like this could go really either way so i don't want to waste time on this fight i just want to hear the odds yeah and i was gonna say i think the odds dictate exactly what you were saying here mm -hmm. like Dusko is a massive favorite. I think that this is, it's going to play out as one of those things that you just basically said, mm -hmm. right? If someone does get knocked, like, you know, it could go either way. It's uh, it's minus 325 right now. Okay. Yeah. See, like, to be honest with you, I, I, that doesn't even entice me a little bit. I bet the knockout no. sitting at a minus one something, probably the unders don't look that pretty. Perfect. Yeah. So let's move on from that one. I don't think we're going to touch that one. Yeah, so no, up it, next it doesn't look week, fun. Yeah. So up next, we got Kyler Phillips and Cameron Else. I know so you Cam like this one. Yeah, so Cameron Else, is, you know, he's fighting out of BMF branch with Donald Cerrone, Jackson Wing Kid. This is, these are the guys that we grew up loving and respecting and watching bring up all these big fighters. So there's a lot of that storyline attached to him. You know, our other buddy, Kyler Phillips here, we saw him on the Contender Series. We've seen what we can do. He's improving a lot. But I also think from a, you know, experience perspective and from like both of them being from good camps, like this is a hard fought battle. And, you mm -hmm. know, as we were talking about it, like he's... He's put himself in dangerous places against pretty, you know, okay fighters. And so that's what kind of scares me, right? When you got a fighter who's getting tired and puts himself in places where he's making mistakes in the second and third rounds, you know, a, a camp like Jackson Wink and a fighter like Cameron Ellis should be able to take advantage of those kinds of things. So looking at tape, like that's where I was kind of leaning. So if else is anything below a minus 200, I say we're taking that at this point. Uh, based on everything I've seen. We'll, so we'll save that for a second because this is definitely going to shock you. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's definitely a lot of hype um, with this fight, it seems, right? Because mm -hmm. it, it just seems to be moving up the card. Like, I don't think this was in the main card before, was no, it? No, when I looked at it last night, it was actually below. So in my, in my order of fights right now, in my notes, it's actually way lower. So it definitely got bumped up. All right. So, yeah, it definitely seems like the hype is building. So, mm -hmm. sorry, you, you said you were hoping to get Cameron else anywhere lower than a minus 200, Correct. right? Correct, yeah. 
Yeah, how about a plus 335? Wow, wow, wow. We're gonna have to take a chance on that regardless. So on that fight, like, let's just move on from this fight. We're gonna take a chance on that plus 325. That might not be a posted play, but if you wanna hop on some of the picks that we make, that's probably gonna be one. Let's move on. Yeah, okay, perfect. Up next, we have another women's bantamweight. And men, this girl's pretty good looking too, I must say, or is that another uh, catfishing thing here? Are we talking about Juliana Pena? Yeah. Yeah, she's, 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 I mean, she's pretty. I mean, she's cute. Like, yeah. like the, Yeah, she's a cute, she's a cutie, man. It's so funny. Like, I'm not used to talking about, like, fighters like this, but I guess, you know, talking to somebody else. About You're not used to it? You love them all, man. The women or the, like, the men? The I think I like, I think I like the men more than the women. Like, well, let's be real. Anyways, uh, moving on. So, Jamaica Renemy is, like, title challenger level. Lost to Amanda Nunes most recently. And to be honest, oh, wow. she's only lost to Men Nunez over the last seven, eight years. Above average grappling, but what? against Nunez, yeah, she couldn't. Wait, even... wait, wait. Say that. Say that one more time. Over the last like seven, eight years, the only person she's lost to is Amanda Nunez twice. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's impressive. This is what I really want to talk about in this fight because Jermaine Duranemi, I'm, I'm considering being a close enough favorite, if not being a pick'em. But Juliana Pena brings to the table what could affect. Jermaine Duran to me the most because she has the chin that can push forward. She's a really good wrestler and she seems heavy. You know what I mean by that? Like when you can stay on top of someone and regardless of the weight and stuff, like they're just really good yes. at utilizing their body. Keeping it down, yeah. Yeah, that's like the wrestling aspect, the jiu-jitsu aspect of things. And, and that's what she's really about. And to be honest with you, Amanda Nunes is the absolute goat of this of this uh, sport when it comes to yeah, It seems like, like, yeah. Oh, without question. And so I've been saying that for a very long time and now she's just been proving it because the amount of, like she's basically beaten the the major contenders that are even on this card to fight her anyways if they win so to be honest with you this is all about just trying to get the division moving forward but to be honest everyone's gonna have to try and get through that line and so it's gonna be tough but for me in this fight Juliana Pena I, I'm really hoping she's a heavy underdog because if that's the case then we're gonna be laying on her because I like that wrestling aspect of things and, and I was I was gonna say like just based on you know my limited viewership yeah, like yeah. there's not a lot of girls that get knocked out right they often in my opinion hmm. especially in this weight class they end up going the distance hmm. so why wouldn't we take the person that you know kind of has well that like end? because Jermaine Duranemi is the type of girl that has that striking she has that ability like she's definitely a well well respected striker yeah. and so that's where I'm hoping the odds show that so what are they it's a pick that's it's beautiful if it's a pick then you know what I'm definitely leaning Juliana Pena if I'm being completely honest and I like that very heavily uh, just mm -hmm. just her game plan I think she's smart like that and the way she'd go into this fight I just don't know how good Jermaine Durandamy's grappling will be versus this girl's wrestling. Yeah. Just, I don't see it. And we can also look into the... Point. And I, I would rather take advantage there on, on the ground, for exactly. sure. Exactly. Especially in a yeah. girl fight, right? So Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to look at it. Alright, so the only thing we got left here now is our co-main events. So let's uh, start with one that I know you weren't very interested in anyway. Yeah, so again, we got a heavy... Yeah, like I really didn't want to cut you off there, but like I want to move on from it so quickly. But we got Jorgen Castro here and Carlos Philippe. Both of them, very disappointing fights in their last ones. You know, the type, you know, we got Jorgen Castro, who was like a quiet, silent type. Looked really good against Fred Hardy in the first round, but then disappeared. He looked, it was a cartoon to me. He was just oh, wow. doing a lot of these steps and like trying to like, he, I don't think he threw any 
punches at all. Like I can maybe go back and count them on my finger, but I don't even think he did. He was definitely avoiding as much as he could. And Carlos Kimpley was doing a lot of talking. And, and, and to be honest with you, I just didn't like what I saw from him, uh, and especially in, in the last fight. And I, I think if there was a decision to make, I think even the over in this, to be honest with you, like mm. if these guys are really the type to just kind of get tired and sluggishly throw and both of them have pretty good And chance. then the punches are lazy at the end. Yeah, because yeah. they're losing by decisions. They've never been knocked out. So if I really just get, you know, excited to just bet on the, the, the co-main event, then, I, then I'll do that. But I'm surprised the other girl fight doesn't actually just move up because, you know, that fight has all the makeup. As Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And man, the the, the odds on an over 2.5 are nice, man. Yeah, because we'll, we'll they're def hoping... We'll definitely revisit that. Yeah, because yeah. they're hoping for that first round knockout. And so to be honest with you, based on both of these guys and how they throw and stuff like that towards the end of the fight, I mean, if this goes past the first round, we might not even lose that much juice if it ends the first round and they have two more rounds to fight. Like if I'm getting mm -hmm. that live line to go the distance at, you know, minus 150 or higher, I'm, I'm taking it. Yeah, for sure. All right. And so main, main event, we got Holly Holm and Irene. So Irene Aldana, story to tell you. So I actually might show you this clip just for the fun of it, but she actually knocked the shit out of Caitlin Vieira, and that's the girl that we bet oh. against in the last card who basically beat won Chase Young last week. Yeah. She beat Chase Young last week. She beat Chase Young last right. week by decision. And she she clipped the shit out of her. Just knocked yeah, her straight up. And, and, and Again, the, my parents are like, yo, what is this? Yeah, and like, so the, the big thing about that knockout was, to be honest with you, it just the technique was very scary for me because mm -hmm. at the time too Ketlin was moving up the ranks she was the next I'm pretty sure she was ranked number two at the time had she won that fight she was next in line for a title shot so to be honest with you like there was a lot riding on that fight for her and that's why she was so yeah. broken at the end of it but Irene Aldana brings a lot of good striking she has been knocked out but the chin that she showed against her the perseverance the ability to move forward the footwork it makes me scared for Holly Holm and so that's why for me like I don't even know if I would touch this pick this fight before because I love Holly Holmes technique but I hate how good Irene Aldana looked in that fight from a technique perspective because she was quick she was landing with accuracy and to be honest when Holly Holm fought uh, someone like Amanda Nunes when she was very frightened and scared she looked terrible yeah. She looked terrible. Oh, really? that, that knockout is actually, I know for a fact that from a fighter perspective, like nothing's embarrassing in this game because anything can happen. But from a fighter perspective, she almost looked like she was going to throw something but got scared and kind of like fumbled a little bit in, in that. And to be honest with you, Amanda Nunes just caught that and she just took a kick right on the chin and that oh, was party wow. done. And so that's where I just think, you know, I think she won't make mistakes like that because I don't think it's going to have as much riding on it. And mm -hmm. that's going to make it a lot more calm for Holly Holm. But again, Irene Aldana brings a lot to the table and she's got experience under her belt. She's got some youth on her side. I just, I think this is a very tough fight to call right now. But like in terms of juice, I would be leaning Irene Aldana right now. But last night when I finished these notes. It, and like, it's it's pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much a pick em anyway. So. Yeah, so to be honest with you, like I went to bed thinking Holly Holm's winning this fight. So, you know, check us out again Friday night. We're going to really come together and figure out the final picks for you know, all of these fights that we want to take publicly after we see the weigh-ins, after we see the face-offs, those are really big parts for us. And so I think things like this are, are where we want to see, like how they size up to each other, how they look, you know, if they're wearing shoes, we'll make sure we take a look. But other than that, I, I'm pretty excited to see those types of highlights you know, coming out of this discussion. And let's hope that we yeah. make some money. So yeah, just make sure you check us out on the Kaizen Instagram as well. That's where we'll be posting our final picks. 
unit size, anything else that you may need. Subscribe to our channel. We got a playlist going for all of our MMA stuff. We're working on a lot of things right now. So we got a football show that's being in the works. And then we got our full podcast. It's not going to be fully sports related. So that's for everybody else out there that doesn't really like the stuff we're putting out right now. We got you covered. So let's just, uh, you know, stay tuned and stay excited. And we can't wait to make some money on these plays. Good seeing you, brother. You too, homie. Take care. Yeah. Peace. Peace out.